is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. So, Ray. What's up? Good to see you. Andrew. What's up? Hola, amigo. Hola, como esta? Oh, yeah, we're going to wait. Ray, you understand that stuff. Do you speak Spanish? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Like fluently? Yeah. Does Ray Ray? No, he's a gringo. <laughs> <laughs> he's a gringo. <laughs> he's, he's, he has no clue. <laughs> he has no clue, huh? He has no clue. So do you, you and your wife converse in Spanish? No, no. 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 So, this, so, my, I was, uh, so my grandparents spoke no English, and they wanted me to speak to them in English, and they spoke to me 100% in Spanish. So that's how we communicated. They speak to me in Spanish, speak to them in English. Um, my parents was, was first generation, so they spoke all the English. Uh, they know 100% Spanish too. Um, so I never really grew up speaking, like, you know what I mean, having a conversation, just only listening. and In Spanish? In Spanish, yeah. But you never spoke it really in Spanish. No, not really. No. So you understand but it more. But oh, you, I understand it. Yeah, but you could. But you, I could. You, you I mean, I could hold the conversation, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, But it's different because it's a, it's a matter of whom I'm holding the conversation with, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I'm holding it with, you know... Somebody that really knows. And it goes too fast. And it goes too fast. They start yeah. looking at me like, what are you talking about? But if I'm with you, I'll just look. And they like, they know, like, they know, I don't know what the <laughs> f- I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> oh. Are, we, are, are we live? Yeah, we're live. Yeah. Oh, no, we're not. Not Mevo live, oh, though. Mevo we're live. on the podcast. Oh, oh, I'm, You're going to have to bleep that one, Andrew. I don't know. I kind of like it. No. No. Because <laughs> you didn't say it in Spanish. Uh, well, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's it's funny when I'm when you know when when I'm with with somebody that thinks I know 100 percent Spanish, yeah. and I just start talking to somebody, look at me like, what are you saying? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I I think I understand enough to to be dangerous. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I took three years of Spanish and in, in uh, one year in junior high, and then one two in high school. Gotcha. So, uh, but my I like I didn't do very well in junior high school because. Senorita Roberto was smoking. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I I didn't pay attention to the words. I'm like, wow, ha, ha, every day I walked. I could, like, that's the one class I, I never missed. But, like, I got a D, I think. <laughs> it's, it's tough. I mean, it, it, it used to hurt my pockets when I had to pay for Ray and my daughter's tutoring for mm. Spanish. And it's like, I can't believe I'm paying someone to teach my kids Spanish. And, like, yeah. you know, because it's totally different, you know, I mean, from the school system to... You know. It's like an old Cheech and Chong line where he goes, I, I, you know, I, I, I go to night school, I take Spanish, and I get a B. <laughs> <laughs> Chich- I don't know if Andrew knows what Cheech and Chong is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he does. But, uh, hey, we got a, we got an awesome guest today. I can't uh, wait. It, I'm excited. I know. We were talk- we've been talking about this for a while since he, since he hit, yeah. hit uh, um, you know, Twitter and Facebook and all that. Oh. But that's Jeff Jeff Fry, and he's a, he's a former Major League player. Um, eight years Eight seasons in the big leagues, couple couple of seasons in injury um, laid, and actually missed two seasons through injury. But uh, got to the big leagues pretty darn quick, man. Um, drafted out of like Eastern Oklahoma State or yeah, Southeast Oklahoma State. You know, every time you start to add like more direction to a school, you know it gets smaller. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? East, know, west, north. <laughs> they start like you got Maryland, then you got Maryland Eastern Shore, then you got Southeast Maryland Eastern Shore, then you get Southeast Northeast Maryland Eastern Shore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the next thing you know, you there's like eight people on campus. You don't even have enough for a team. But that's where he went to school. But but he did. He's a thirtieth round draft pick by the Rangers, and within four years was in the big leagues. Wow. Not a big not a big guy. Probably the same stature as me. Probably played around five nine, five ten. Okay. You know he. 
probably a little bit heavier, 180 in there. He played, I think I played at 170, 175, my max. No um, kidding. Yeah, so, um, but I don't even know if guys like that would even get drafted today. That's small. And pr- primarily a second baseman, so was I. Yeah. So, you know, you don't get drafted as a second baseman anymore. No, you know, you get yeah. drafted as a hitter, and then they move you around. and Or a shortstop. You know, short shortstop, you, know, yeah. you know, maybe center or catcher. Yeah. You know, those guys, and then they go. But mostly they're recruiting guys up the middle, but. And then they then they moved to wherever. But Jeff was primarily a second baseman, and you know he, he played everywhere, every position in the big leagues, except pitch and catch. Was his dad the coach in the major leagues? Because you know all the dads so. put their kid to second base. Think about that. Why would a dad put a kid at second base? I don't know. It's just like you know. I see. We see all these travel ball coaches that think every kid's a freaking. Well, I mean, I think the, I think the older once they get older, they start putting them at shortstop. But like in the younger levels, like yeah. The no dad, value on that yeah, side. Let's yeah, throw. I guess if you're a you know if you're a good baseball guy, that's not a bad move. But you know, I, I guess I'm not. I never did that. <laughs> I threw him in the fire. Yeah, I, I, right, right into the heat. You know, yeah. it's funny because Zach, Zach was a first baseman, and you know, Zach is he's tickling six foot right now. Yeah, you know, it depends on how he combs his hair. You know, <laughs> how high up his hair goes. Yeah, and um, love playing first baseman. He's a good first baseman. You know, he really is. He's he's a good defensive first baseman, but he never. You know, he's not going to go to college as a first baseman. But he never wanted to come on. Like, Zach, you got to play second. You got to play the middle. We got to play some third. Wanted no part of it forever. Just wanted first. Just wanted to play first, you know. And then you put him in another position on the field, and he was bitter, man. I mean, really? he got pissed. He hated it. Wow. Hated it. But, he, you know, he like, you know, he's got that. It's a lot of action over there. He's first. got that in him. Like, he likes to slap tags on people. He, you know, he likes to talk crap. And, yeah. You know. Whoa, yeah. who did he get that from? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not met Amanda? Oh, good God. But I, I want to, we want to bring on Jeff Fry. And yeah. uh, so Jeff, so let's go a little bit into what he's doing now, right? So now he is the certified hitting guru on, on Twitter, Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> and it is hilarious she it's, it's almost like it's almost like domingo ayala type stuff oh it is pretty funny i you mean know? you know you just said all his baseball stats and i think everybody knows yeah. jeff fry now because of all the stuff he's doing on twitter that's and, uh, exactly i yeah. mean you realistically you know he you know he was a good player he was a solid player i think he would you say two, two, 289 279 279 like, yeah, something yeah. like that i mean those are good numbers yeah over eight seasons you know in eight seasons pretty interesting though eight seasons i think he struck out only like 279 times or something like that that's impressive. That's I mean, impressive. That's especially for this day and age. That's yeah. impressive, right? So, you know, uh, so what he talks about, it's, it's kind of funny. So we'll get him on. We'll find out why, you know, how oh. he got to this point and, you know, and just and, and take it from there like we always do. It's entertaining, I'd say, right. for the most part. Well, this is, uh, we're going to bring on Jeff. Uh, how's it going? You driving? No, I'm not going to leave till 930, so I got some time. Good, good. And you're living down in Texas now? Yeah, I live in Fort Worth. Okay, so you're originally from Oklahoma. No, originally from California. I saw that you were born in Oakland, and then, uh, but you went to school in, in in Oklahoma. Yeah, I went to uh, through my junior year. Halfway through my junior year, I moved with my grandparents, my aunt and uncle, and four cousins, all girls, to Panama, Oklahoma, a town of two thousand people. No kidding. How about that? So, well, we're sitting it, here it with. It was not easy at first. Oh, dude! We're gonna be, we're gonna be bleeping. Oh, good guy, Ray dropped the f bomb earlier, man. We're gonna be bleeping the heck out of this show. Today. I know, I know, I like this guy for a reason. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, I get Ray Torres here, and 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 Ray is one of the coaches in our organization up here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm originally from New York, but we're down. Ray's from New York, As and well. uh, you know, and and Andrew, where are you from, Andrew? I'm from Charlotte. 
You're from Charlotte yep. originally, right? Family's out of Chicago or something like that, somewhere yep. over there. But, um, you know, so we're following you. We went through your whole bio and everything before we, we, we brought you on. And, you know, a 30th round draft pick, second baseman, pretty much everything very similar to me. I, I went to Maryland. Sec, uh, I was a 12th round pick, but I was primarily a second baseman. Um, doesn't happen that way anymore. How much baseball on the amateur side are you following? Well, I follow quite a bit. <clears throat> I mean, I've been a, uh, an agent for 18 years, mm. so I, um, you know, I don't, I don't really pay much attention to the perfect game publications and all that crap. But good I, for you, yeah, man. I, I go mm. watch games sometimes, and I uh, this summer I actually um, helped coach a, a 17 and under team with some friends of mine, some former uh, teammates of mine. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's it, it's good that we do that. We've been doing that what fifteen years now, Andrew. Mm-hmm. About about fifteen about years 15. in the in the in the youth side. It's interesting, especially when we stepped out of the uh, you know out of pro ball, and then you you know you don't realize what the landscape is and how how much has changed since we were growing up. But what kind of little league did you have in 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 that small town of Oklahoma? That uh, you know, did you have like two teams, three teams? <laughs> what was the deal? Yeah, <clears throat> no, back then, I mean. I was a teenager then. I mean, I did play Little League and stuff in California mm-hmm. and just normal Little League and stuff. And then, um, but when I was in Panama, we had a town, like a town team that played in this league called like the OK Kids League. Sounds like, sounds, we just played, like teenagers played, drinking played beer after the, the game. Against, <laughs> yeah, we played games on the weekends against other towns. Yeah. And then the following two years, I played for a uh, Spiral American Legion. And we would do the same thing, go to different towns and play doubleheaders some, you know, probably three three times a week or something like that. Yeah. Just get after it. Yeah, man. So how do you get recruited out of out of out of an area that way? You don't. You don't. Did you did did you walk <laughs> no. on there or did you did you walk on at the southeastern? Well, I went to uh Carl Albert Junior College, um was a JUCO that was ten miles away and um, I actually got recruited um, by Eastern Oklahoma Junior College, which is in Wilberton, to play basketball at a high school. And um, and that summer, playing for Spyro American Legion, I got 15 hits in a row over three days. And the local coach came out and um, asked me if I wanted to come to Carl Albert and play baseball and basketball. So I went to Carl Albert for two years. And did you play both when you were there for two years? Yeah, I started playing basketball. I made it up to like our first scrimmage and was like started looking around going man i'm going to come in the game and shoot free throws in the last minute and so you started to realize that you were a short white guy that that's yeah. when that's when it hit you huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> from and oklahoma I mean, and I honestly, yeah and we didn't have three-point line yet yeah i mean Sheesh. in high school we got it you know as soon as i got to college we had three-point line but yeah. when i'm playing with dudes from new york and chicago sure. and uh, these are hitting like 28 foot jumpers i'm like I don't know. You're throwing elbows. You're throwing elbows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got water? I mean, that's yeah. what I was doing. Dude, so a lot going on, obviously, on social media now, and if people are not following it, um, I, I, it's it's 03Fry, F-R-Y-E, on Twitter. But So I went on this morning to check it it's out. Actually, it's actually O. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. Z- it oh, it's O. When I first did it, yeah. O three. 3 Okay, O three, 3 not zero three. O three. 3 Okay. <laughs> All yeah. right, so um, are you blocked? No. 
No, okay, then I went on 03. That's what it was this morning. I went on 03 Fry, and I'm like, oh my God, he's already suspended. From- <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, like, he's pissing some people off, man. Trying to avoid <laughs> Oh no, that's that's outstanding. So you're doing the uh, you are now the certified hitting guru uh, on, on on social media. So it's O three fries. You guys you guys got to go on and check it out because if you haven't seen it, it you're is late. If you it, haven't seen yeah, it, yeah, you're, you're late to the party. It's classic. But so you know how does that happen? I mean, you, you you're hanging around one day having a beer and just said you know I'm tired of watching this stuff. Right? You know I'm, I I got to have some fun and and turn the video camera on and. And go, and go to work. And, and now it's, you know, I, I think something like your first post or something like that went to like 11,000 views or something like that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was The second had like over 80,000. Wow. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, uh, well, I'm, I have uh, three buddies of mine. that um, Two of them are currently scouts. One's um, stopped scouting, but he they all played minor leagues and, you know, been around the game their whole lives. So we just kind of share some of these silly, silly videos in our mind that, uh, you know, on social media that that these coaches are, are, are teaching these young kids with, and we just kind of send them to each other. And so one day I'm just walking around the backyard and messing around the garage. And I, I I was like, I saw one of these old crappy tea I had. I said, I'm going to do something stupid. So I, I got my older son. I said, hey, I want you to video me. I'm, I'm trying to do what this kid is doing in this video. So I did this little red piece of plastic about a foot long, and I do this kind of move with it, like rotating my uh, elbow underneath or something. And I said, oh, man, the light bulb just went on. This is a joke. It's like 12 right. seconds. Right? And so I put it on uh, Twitter, and one of my buddies is, one of the scouts goes, dude, you got like 400 views already. I'm like, really? That's crazy. And then I look like a couple hours later, it's like, dude, you got 4,000 views. I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, couldn't believe it. And then I was like, you know, I thought, you know, I had no plans to do any of this stuff. And, and uh, you know, I was just going to make one silly video or whatever. And then the backlash I got. From you poked the bear. All these, you did. You poked all these the bear, guys right. teaching this stuff. And, yeah. I mean, direct messages and attacking me and asking questions about my son. Show your son. And I finally had got so mad. I was like, I got to, you know, I'm sitting at home pissed off now because of <laughs> so, so I'm like, well, you know, now I have to make another video. Uh, and then now it's just gone on and on. And now, like, I think I've made, like, Eight or nine videos. Listen, my favorite. Uh, my favorite is the inversion. Uh, you know the sit up, the thing that yeah, turns you upside yeah. down because he, he he can't convince himself oh, to, like, yeah. to to launch angle, oh, and his God. swing has yeah. always been direct and down to the ball. So he that, turns himself that, upside that down. Not easy to make. I couldn't figure out which way to turn the stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get my son. I was like, "How do you think I need to turn this?" Thing? <laughs> That's your production crew, huh? You and your son. Uh, my sons, my girlfriend, and my cat dog. <laughs> oh my god! And, uh, and, the, and then I look, and the dog's laying on the mat, and the cat's wandering around. So I'm uh, trying to keep them out of there. But, no, they got to go. You got to get them in, and they got to start yeah. doing like credits at the end. Like that was my cat Bob. <laughs> you got to teach a dog how to put the ball on the tee. There you go. <laughs> well, one of the, one of the funny uh, tools they use is a thing called the chuck it. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The chuck dogs, it. the chuck I, it with I the mean, throw the tennis ball. Yeah. Yeah. Every, time, 
Yeah, every time I see somebody throw, using that, I was like, seriously, dude, you can't throw a ball 50 feet? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you really need yeah. that tool to throw a stinking ball? Yeah. What an athlete, yeah. right? That's what I'm thinking. And so I saw this. That some people are using this thing, so I've got one of those. It's going to be <laughs> dude. So, so what's uh, you know, Ray? We we you know, you, you watch his video and you look, and he's got the whole the whole bucket, he's the got whole, the whole setup, got the whole thing in there. So you got he's got some PVC in there. He's got the inversion table. He's uh, you he's, know the the you know the the other one where he puts the uh, the L screen right in front of him. <laughs> he's got it all. I mean, he's got it off on the ten bucks, and you know all these, <laughs> oh, all, man, it's 10 bucks. All, all these hidden so, gurus got ten thousand dollars worth so of I equipment. Said, <laughs> I said. What, yeah, and I, actually, uh, one of my one of my best friends who used to throw batting practice to me when I was with the Rangers, he's uh, seventy years old, and we, we go fishing. And so, I, I talked to him this morning, and I was like, "Hey, man, do you have a fishing net at home?" And he's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Can you bring it over? I need to I need to use this thing in my videos because some of the videos I'm poking fun at, they're using the actual fishing net to to scoop a ball off a tee." Oh my god, that is funny. <laughs> That's funny. Oh so, man! Um, anything you can use other than a bat, right? No, I'm sure. You, I'm sure your garage is taking on a whole new meaning to you. Like this screwdriver. Oh, yeah. Like, what can I do with I this just screwdriver? Through there, looking around, going, "Damn!" I can do that. <laughs> so, so now, so now you bring into uh, the, the ending of every video is great when he goes, "She gone, she gone." <laughs> so, I was, I was saying it around my house last week, and my wife was like, "What the hell are you saying?" I was like, "She gone." I said she realized what I was saying. <laughs> She's like. She thinks that this coronavirus, like she you, thought I was going, going crazy. crazy. Yeah. Like, you're out, babe. <laughs> she gone. Uh, no, that that that's outstanding. So, you know, you, like people are really like coming after you. You know, I, it it's it, it's pretty interesting because uh, yeah, you know, I guess there's one guy for sure that's just you know yeah the he, the, he, the guy in the he, jeans yeah he's screaming you know I'll, I'll challenge you with any video and, he, and I'm like oh my goodness I don't understand why you don't take him up he's he's paying for your, all your uh, travel expenses come on Jeff let's free trip <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do I have what could he possibly do? oh no he's a, he's a clown this is Ray Torres by the way and a uh, big fan of yours I've been following you for I mean the, a whole three or four weeks now <laughs> hey hey Jeff that, that's Fun, right, so we go through our whole career hoping we have a big fan. You got one in Ray. Hey, hey, all right, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I love your work, <laughs> you know. Uh, but no, uh, um, and I, what I think now is happening is that you know, with the, due to the coronavirus, there's a lot more people, you know, eyes on you know, social media and stuff like that. And you, you and uh, Mar Freeman, you guys are kind of exposing the fraud guys out there now, you know what I mean? And I, I mean, I hate to say that they're fraud, but you know what I mean? They haven't done what you and no. Jeff and, you know, no. Marv has done out there in the, in the baseball world for them to even try to challenge what you guys are saying or say you guys don't know what you're saying. It's kind of insulting because these guys are just becoming stealing money, man. Well, they're becoming famous on just putting stuff on social media, no content, no, no, no evidence that that is working that they've yeah, done it and yeah. this is how they've done it and and it's just funny that you guys have made it into a comical show and exposing all the hitting all the certified hitting gurus out there and and you know you guys just bring a light to it and and it's pretty funny i must say you know um euclid kevin euclid was he he's pretty harsh too man yeah. it's, it, it, there's, some, there's some good guys out there so one one of your posts i i commented on i said you, you need to start a uh, certified Hitting Guru Academy online. <laughs> and then when you graduate, you get a She Gone shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, a good idea, man. Oh, I'm man, it's, I'm telling you. 
You know, people would sign up for that. And, you know, the people people are going to sign up to think that you're really teaching. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I know. Some people think it's real. That's, <laughs> Some, that's well, the funny part. You got the, have you seen him, man? Yeah. You got the fan I see him on Facebook. So what's it. the fan? You got the you just drug that out of the garage, the fan? <laughs> yeah, one of the deals they talk about if you're swinging like an oscillating fan or something. So, yeah. I mean, you see the mojo in the background for dove hunting? I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got it. I mean, uh, my bucket keeps growing. I might have to get a bigger bucket. Oh, uh, it's just an, it's it it. it but, but the Shigon <clears throat> thing is sorry to interrupt you, but the Shigon thing was really just I got it off of uh, uh, Hawk Harrelson. Sure. And Hawk Harrelson was my favorite, one of yeah. my favorite announcers to ever listen to because he was funny, yeah. and you know he he'd say grab some bench or. <laughs> uh, Sit down, bus driver, or you know, he'd say, "He gone," <laughs> stuff like that. When he strikes out, so, yeah. and I just the first video or the second video when I did the "She Gone" thing, it just I don't even I really didn't have plans to do it. Oh, and it's I just phenomenal. did it, and everybody started loving it. And believe it or not, I'm meeting with a guy today to help design our um, design a website, um, and uh, the "She Gone" T-shirts are in the works. <laughs> you, uh, it's, it's, you know, you, it, isn't it funny how it how it just uh, you know you, you you expose something? Yeah, it really for what it's you know it should be exposed because you know we live in the we live in the in the youth travel showcase world. Um, Ray Sun is one of the one of the top catchers in the country right now. You might want to check him out if you're an agent. He's uh, <laughs> he's next He goes to San Jack. <laughs> he goes to San Jack. Um, uh-huh. And uh, but you know we 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 you know. We go through this on a daily basis, man, because we we run into these these characters that are teaching hitting, or they're in a cage down the road, or they got a bucket of balls, and you know they'd have no clue what they're doing. And they're you know, I actually walked out of the shipyard down in South Carolina one day, uh, a dad and a, probably a fourteen year old. Can I say fourteen? And his father was explaining to him that the balls that he hit, what angles he had them on coming off his bat. Like walking out of the yard, I'm like, I, I got to stab myself in the eye right now. He said, he said, oh. off the hit tracks on the video game on the hit tracks, <laughs> yeah. your launch angle was 27, yeah, and my today spin rate was your spin rate, <clears throat> yeah. and today was only 14. What's yeah. going on? Like you could do that. it in the cage. Why can't you do it in, in the game? Yeah, it's amazing. You can do it off a of front toss. You're yeah, good. you're really good at that off a of front toss. But yeah, it's it's it, it's a uh, it's a thorn here um, in the youth side, especially for a lot of guys that have been through the game, you know, at higher levels and. You know, been around great hitters. You know, you've been around some of the great. Was Baines? Did you play with Baines, Harold? No, no. He was, he was gone at with, that point. Okay. I came up with the Rangers, and then I went to the Red Sox, then right. the Rockies, and the Blue Jays. So yeah. I, I came up with the Rangers. They had uh, Palmero, oh yeah, Julio Franco, Juan yep. Gonzalez, Ruben Sierra, oh, wow. Fudge, and then yeah. the Red Sox. I had Mo Vaughn, John Valentin, Nomar. Yeah. Uh, and then I go to the Rockies and play with Larry Walker and Todd Helton, Jeff Cirillo, and then uh, Blue Jays. They had Delgado, Raul Mondesi, uh, Jose Cruz Jr. Um, so, I, you know, I've been around a lot of great hitters. And the yeah. whole thing is nobody says you can't do things different ways, right? We all know that you watch a baseball game and you're not going to see two guys hitting the same. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways to hit. And what's really, uh, if these guys would have just shut up and gone away and not said anything, this probably would have never got to this level. Yeah. Okay. But they're, they're attacking guys that were successful, 
um, at the highest levels and saying we don't know what we're talking about and calling names and and it's just I mean it's just kind of everybody's rallied around Chipper Jones chimed in the other day Chipper Jones Brett Boone Rusty mm-hmm. Greer um, Marvin Freeman I mean it's just the list I mean Euclid mm-hmm. Mike Cameron Tory Hunter I mean these are some dudes you know these dudes are not you know they didn't just have cups of coffee these sure. guys are successful hitters and and now apparently what we did and the way we learned was all wrong and now you have to hit this new way it's just the end uh, so so I have a quick question here so um, with all the noise that you guys are making you know through social media is it bringing any attention to like MLB you know with, with the with the hiring process of like the new guys that they're hiring you know that don't have any past experience that just have you know these certifications let's say and you know are are guys on the upper levels of the, of the of the major leagues coming to you like you guys aren't something you know like you guys are exposing them now is anything yes. like that happening yes it is and but it's uh in the dark so to speak mm, okay yeah. guys who are employed by major league teams that believe in this stuff they can't really speak out right yeah, pub- yeah. publicly so but i get direct messages from mm-hmm. front office executives from scouts, from um, coaches, everybody is on board because they see what's happened to the game. Yeah, they see the, the people that are running this game, and um, you know what it's turning into when um, baseball lifers' opinions aren't valued anymore. And I mean, it's a shame. I was at the winter meetings two years ago with a scout who's been a scout for. He's like a scouting director, assistant scouting director. He's been a scout for. 30 years and some goofy looking dude walks by and says, see that guy? It's like, yeah, he goes, he's got more say than anybody in this room. Oh, like, geez. that's a shame. Yeah. That's yeah, not we, the way it's supposed to be. No, it's unfortunate. The scouts were taking the scouts were the early hit on all yeah. this. Then they started just to, you know, how, how you know, you're, you're an agent. Now these guys are trying to evaluate people on video, you know, out of college. What's going to happen now so, without the college season and how they're going to evaluate that. So this is where the scouts have to come back into play. Yeah. Because there's no yeah, analytics and, and there's no numbers yeah. now that you could, uh, you know, validate or, or verify. You know, when you sit in, in a boardroom talking about, hey, this guy, his his numbers are through the roof. There are no numbers. Now you got to see who's the real baseball guys, who has the tools. Yeah, and plus scouts. Um, I, mean, I talk to scouts on a daily basis. Um, players are getting drafted now that have not been seen um, based on uh, their numbers. Based on, based on uh, social on media height, spin rate, yeah. Based on their walk to strikeout ratio, <clears throat> things like that. And now, when you go to, it started probably, I don't know, five to ten years ago, where I started noticing video cameras at the games. So these guys hold their phone up, and they have um, not video cameras, but their phone. They use that to record. They hold their phone up behind the net. And they have the radar gun right in front, mm-hmm. and they they video in the picture and showing his uh, velocity yeah. um, because he's not a real scout because he doesn't know what he's looking at. So he has to, to uh, record this to send this to somebody so they can look at it and try and determine if this guy is a prospect or not. Amazing, amazing. There's so no more, there's no more guys walking up and just looking at a picture, seeing swings and misses, but like this guy's a pitcher. They just say, oh, he throws ninety six. But he walked eight guys, and they're like, "This is a this is the guy we want." Yeah, yeah the real scouts do it. The real yeah. scouts know what they're looking at. Yeah, they'll sit down the line and watch a guy and see how hitters <laughs> react to him, and 
and see his delivery and all that. They know what they're looking at. But a lot of these younger guys just walking around with their backpacks on and, and you know, all their tools in their backpack and video and stuff, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, Jeff, continue success with this, man. We, uh, we love it, and uh, I'm sure uh, – you're going to get some more abuse along the way, which um, it sounds like you're built to handle it and you actually kind of uh, enjoy it. But uh, you spend, you got to be spending a lot of time just, just checking your, your, your Twitters and stuff now. I mean, just out of, out of curiosity, more time on social media than you ever thought you would be on. More than I want. But I feel like somewhat obligated um, to keep this going because yeah. I think, you know, we can – do some good from this and you know when somebody takes the time to send me a message i kind of feel obligated to at least respond to them and i mean my twitter has gone from 600 followers to almost 4500 in a month <laughs> and and facebook and all that crap um is you know i'm just constantly seems like i'm constantly uh, answering questions and stuff so i don't know if i get too many i don't know if i'm gonna be able to answer them all but i'm gonna do the best i can all right, man. Well, we appreciate you, and, and keep it going, and uh, hopefully we'll stay in touch, and in maybe six months when it's up to, you know, 150,000, we'll uh, we'll do this again. Yeah, absolutely. So, keep going. Okay. And, I, and I want a T-shirt, man. I want a Shigong. Me too. Shigong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Man, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate you taking the time. All right, have a great day. You guys too. Thank there you. Yeah. <clears throat> that was some good stuff. That yeah, was that was that, great. That, that, that was that, yeah. that was funny. So it's it's amazing, right? I mean, what uh, you know, what's out there? We've said I've said it all along. You can you can put three guys in a cage a hundred yards away, right? Mm-hmm. Three separate cages. Okay, one guy never played. One guy might have played, you know, a little bit here and there, and another guy is an experienced baseball player, hitter, you know, whatever. Yeah, and you take you take somebody and you just have them front toss, right? And you just have them make actions and just move. Yeah. You're going to pay the same for that guy that has no experience as the guy down in cage three that's done it at the highest levels, that understand what the mechanics of a swing supposed to be and, yeah. you know, and, and, and the mental approach to hitting and all that other stuff. But yet this guy's got a bucket of balls and he can, hey, I, I, you know, I, I played in high school. State champs in high school, man. State champs. Well, the guy that, <clears throat> the, the difference between the three guys is that the, the guy number one that has no experience has got all the twos and the gimmicks and everything else, and people like to see the bells and whistles, and the guy in the third cage that's got all the professional knowledge and all in his head that's going to teach you. You're going you're gonna to grow a lot you're gonna more. Develop you're going to develop him. Yeah. But people are like, oh, he's boring. He's not really, you know what I mean? They don't, you know. People don't, people, you'll go buy a car, you'll shop for a car. Yeah. Right? You're going to buy a house. You're going to go look at several different houses, yeah. right? So this is this is basically an investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go out and find somebody that understands, you know, you've got to do your research, just like we talk about with these with organizations. Well, hundred uh, you percent. Know, you know, if you don't if you don't go check everything out and understand what it is, because a lot of times, especially with organizations, is these parents and these people think that the the, the name, name on the uniform is going to get them something special. No. They, they 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 feel like hey the name on the uniform and I'm spending all this money is definitely going to get my son a uh, college scholarship. It yeah. does not work like that. I no. mean, listen, yeah. a lot of the organizations they you know they got their top teams and they do it sure. they do it right for those teams and for the national teams. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I yep. mean, listen, uh, once you're on that national team, you know, good for you. It was right. Good for you, and and they and they treat those guys like big leaguers, and they I mean they do it right. But for the other 18 teams that's behind that national team. They all think they are going to get the same treatment that the national team. Those guys on the yeah. national team, 
sacrificed and they, they, they did what they had to do to get on that team. You know, they didn't pay the money just to be on a team. I mean, they pay something, but what my point is is that they just didn't pay just to be there. They earned it through their skills. See, that's why we talk about us. I mean, it's been, and people that listen to the podcast have heard me say this numerous, numerous times. That's why USA Baseball process is, is the legit process out there. Yes. Okay, because when people hold these tryouts for these organizations, there's two tiers to it. Is this a national level player or does it check clear? Because mm-hmm. if it's check clear, then I can put him anywhere I want, yep. on any team I want. Yep. You know? But if he's a national level player, I'm going to go get him, and then that the t- national level player doesn't go to the trial. <laughs> <laughs> no, more, t- more times than not. No, I mean, he gets yeah, recruited. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's he's recruited. He's called yeah. on. And, but again, even even these guys are on national level teams through the summers. Sometimes when they go to these big events, they find another national level kid. Oh yeah, <clears throat> and, and and to go back to your point, which you just <clears throat> said, what, what makes USA Baseball so special <clears throat> compared to you know a lot of the other. Uh, major organizations around the country is that USA Baseball. No matter if you're a national level player or you a you know, you know, just a guy that just started out that want to be on a USA team, yeah. everybody's got to go through the same process. They have to yeah. go through the same thing, and everyone's got to be. You know, you're not just because you're you know your name is ringing bells. You you just ahead of the curve. I mean, you're gonna get there a little faster, but everybody's got to start at the same level. You got to go through the NTIS, or you got to go through USA Championships. Futures or yeah, something, yeah, something. You got to you got to go through something. No one just gets an automatic shot straight to no. The USA your check team. your check only gets you an opportunity to try out. Yep. Your check doesn't get you a uniform. You know, you got you have to go through the you know. And again, more people, more people than not will not put their kids in that environment because they're afraid to see the failure. Oh, the failure. Yes. oh my God. Because you take some of these dudes from all these national teams, there's only one national team. Yeah. You know? So you're going to take these guys from all over the country that are dudes. They're, they're, they're big fish in their little ponds everywhere they go. And you're going to put them on the same field with all these other national level guys. And only one guy is coming out. That's only you one know? guy. So, you know, it's all of a sudden, oh, man. You know, then he walks around like a fella. What kind of fella are you? You tried. You went. You took it to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, don't give, if you don't give yourself an opportunity to go ahead and, <clears throat> and challenge or put yourself in a situation where you can fail, yep. then you're not doing yourself any good. And that's what happens with team jumpers and everybody else is they, they're going to go where, you know, it feels good. Yeah. You know, it feels good because I don't want my son hurt. I don't want my son yelled at. I don't want my son, you know, I, I just want him to, you know, walk around like he's the man. Yeah, I don't know that feeling. I always put, I always put, no, Ray, I always put Ray on another level above him. You know what I mean? He had yeah. to just find his way and just get there, you know? You got to fight, man. You, That's you know, it. You got to fight because when, once you get, and I see it at the college level now because, you know, we spend so much time with Queens. You know, I've never been, I've been close to college baseball in terms of the recruiting side and helping yeah. players get there. I've never been around the game as much as watching the practices and, you know, interacting with the kids and watching the body language of all the stuff. Because when you go to a college game, I just see the kids that are on the field. Yeah. You know, I don't know why the kid in the dugout's not yeah, playing. Yeah, the 25 I, guys, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he's not playing or not. Yeah. But these, these kids step into these environments and all of a sudden they're challenged. That's right. And all of a sudden, what do you mean I'm not starting? What do you mean I'm not starting as a freshman? What do you mean I'm not starting as a sophomore? What do you mean you're recruiting on top of me? Yeah. You know, guess what, dude? You're not that good. You're as you good know? as your last at bat. <clears throat> so, you know, and, and it goes back to the, the, the processes of finding the right school for the kid where he's going to play. Yes. You know, everybody gets this, you know, they want to wear that, that, that D1 on their chest. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a D1 player. You know, how many times have we seen D1 kids go, not play, transfer out, and end up, 
you know. Oh, it happens every year. I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's a uh, it's a revolving door. I mean, that transfer portal. I wish they made it public so we could all see. You really see the the, the true numbers of guys in and out. I mean, it's... Uh, listen, you got you got a, you got a thirty to thirty five man roster. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're gonna put nine guys on the field in the DH. So you're gonna have ten men in your lineup, one way or another, right? You're gonna, yeah. gonna have your hitters and then you have your pitcher. You'll have ten guys. That puts another twenty. 25 on the bench on the bench yeah and then you got to do it every single day for four or five i mean it's not even four or five months it's from the time you walk in in august to you know the last game you could you could be shagging for three years yeah you could you could literally be shagging you could be in the last group hitting you could be you know you're going to take a you know thousands of ground balls before you even get on the field of fly balls that's right so if you love it you stick around and you do it you know and there's more to just being in uniform being on the field obviously being on a team and being around the guys that you you know the type of personalities you're used to being around your whole your whole life um but it just goes back to the point of you know the kids at an early age that they just you know jumping into these programs just to say that they go into this program instead of they haven't been tested they haven't been pushed you know i mean four years of high school they they don't know what it is to see, you know, I mean, somebody better than them in front of them. So now when you walk into that program as your first first year and now reality hits, what do you do? You know what I mean? They, they don't fight. They just I, fight. They it, take flight. It's, it's when, when I got drafted and, you know, I went to the tryouts, the workouts. I was one of a few guys invited to the Orioles tryouts. And, um, you know, I'm thinking, holy cow, man, I got this. I'm, I'm standing on the field taking ground balls with Rich Dower. You know, yeah. he was the starting second baseman on the world championship Baltimore Orioles, you know. And I'm wow. like, dude, I'm, I pick as good as this dude. Yeah. You know, my arm's as good as this guy's. I got this. I'm going to, you know, if I start thinking, hey, Dower, you know. Might <laughs> Watch well leave out. You, yeah. leave your jer- I'll wear your number. Leave your jersey in the locker. <laughs> I'm coming. But then you get into the environment and you go to your first spring training and there's 200 people there. And that's when they brought, like, everybody. We used to change in shifts, um, you know, because the locker room wasn't big enough. Yeah. There was a big uh, Latino influence starting to come over at that point. <clears throat> and um, then you start to go, okay, you know, all right, I'm an all-ACC player. I'm an honorable mention All-American in Maryland. Like, I'm the guy. I'm, I'm one of the guys in the country. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're just a guy. You're just a number. <clears throat> you know, right. now how are you going to climb through that pack, right? Yeah. So if you don't have that competitive edge, if you don't have that in you or you haven't been – you know, we grew up in a different environment, yeah. a different time, right? You know, we competed without parents around. We competed, you know, playing, you know, in the street. We competed, you know, down in the yard playing football. You had to compete to stay outside. I mean, if you wasn't good in basketball, you just didn't get on the basketball court. If you wasn't good in, you know, street yeah. football, you just didn't play. If you didn't, yeah. was it, I mean, that was just something that you just had to be just a competitor, just to be out there with the guys. Listen, if, and when you got in the game, yeah. you know, it, I, I, you bring it up, you know, I, there was a basketball court down the road from my house growing up. You know, like two blocks down, and in my mind, two blocks down when I was this big was like two miles away. <laughs> yeah, it was like you know, I could throw a rock to the second block, and um, you know, they were they were the older kids playing, and I was probably twelve, maybe somewhere in there playing basketball. So I'd go down there, you know, and you'd shoot when the and they were yeah when they were going yeah, they, you'd yeah shoot yeah. right, and you'd wait and you'd wait and you'd wait and you'd wait for weeks. Yeah, and then all of a sudden somebody doesn't show up, and it's like you want to play. Yeah, you know, I've been here the whole time. I want to play. Now you get in the game and nobody passes you the ball. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just start but, taking it. <laughs> but then that's right. Yeah. Then you start to go figure out, okay, how am I going to engage? Yeah. And uh, you know, once you break in, you better perform. That's right. You know, and then next time you go down the street, it's like we'll take Shafe. That's right. We'll take you know, we'll take this guy. We'll do whatever. And that, and I don't necessarily see that edge anymore because there's everything is structured. Right, yes. from you know yes. church basketball to rec basketball to organized soccer to you know to little league to you know travel showcase, 
and their parents take them everywhere mm-hmm. and they massage them through this whole process where we would step out to play a game and you were the GM because you had to pick the team, right? You know, okay, I'm, I'm taking Ray, you take yep. Andrew, whatever. You know, remember you get the bat and yeah, you go, your you fingers put, with it and, you know, and get yeah. first pick. And then, you know, you'd pick your team and then you were the manager. Who's batting first? Who's playing where? Oh, you, there was a lot of people mad oh, at you. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And then you start to, then, you know, okay. And then and then you get into the game and now you're competing with nobody around. Yeah. Just, just you guys, you know, and that's day one. And you're gonna play all summer long in the street like that. That's right. And you're coming back after it, and you got a different team every day and a different, a different players on there. And, and it's like you said, it's there was nothing structured about that. It just made you a better player, a better athlete, just a better, just a competitive mindset. Now and that's what it goes back to. Yeah, that's that's your key, that, that's key word is competitive, competitive mindset. So now these kids go into these environments. Everything you know, is they're all showcase yeah. guys. You know, they. You know, Manicure fills, beautiful fills. Hey, dude, we got one of those. Don't knock that. Oh, hey, listen, <laughs> listen. and don't drop an f bomb behind it either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's you know they they have everything. Yeah, right. They have every opportunity, but what they don't have, what they're missing on on the majority is that uh, I'll rip your throat out. Yeah, mentality. I'm I'm going to take what you have today, and that's it. You know. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, you know, I mean, they have, they're, they're like the, the day and age of the kids right now are so much more advanced and skilled than we were ever were, right? right? At, at, a, at, at 14, 15, 16, going through the ranks. I mean, these kids are so much more, you know, but I, I don't know. It's just like a double-edged sword. You know what I mean? You got the, the highly talented skills, you know, fully developed kids at 15, 16, or do you want them to have the mindset because that's going to take you through the rest of your life? I mean, we all get old. I mean, we used to, I used to have a six-pack, and I got, you know. Now you got well, six-pack six under ice. Flat you know, dominoes. You know, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, so, so all the physical part of the game and everything else goes away at some point. Yeah. But your mindset and your competitive nature, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's going to take you through the rest of your life. I had a, I had a conversation with, uh, with one of my longtime friends that I grew up with, Alex Fournay. And um, Alex was... A great competitor, overachiever, right? Football player. And his mindset was always like, I can, you know, I'm good enough to get to the NFL. I'm good enough to get to the NFL. And this is, we had this conversation in the office the other day, and I haven't spoken to him, in, you know, at this length in a long time. And, um, you know, he said, he, you know, he came to realize he started to compare himself to other people as far as athletic abilities and opportunities. And obviously I was, you know, in his circle, so I was one of the guys that he compared him, compared to. And he started to understand, like, okay, I don't have the physical tools anymore, but the mentality that he had thinking that he was going to the NFL and he was going to work to the NFL yeah. and he was, going to, he was going to do what he needed to do. He quarterbacked at Bucknell. And then it didn't happen. But all that that led up to not happening took him beyond the point of, what? You know, and now right. he's now he's you know he's he's one of the, well it was computer associates for a while I think that the, the soul but he was one of the top executives for them for years, you know I mean he can stop working tomorrow if he wants but now he's going back and he's going to be he's looking at trying to be a um, a coach but an executive coach and taking these people and saying okay this is you know these are the mindsets that you have to have because I can imagine now how many people that are in the business world that were not athletes or where the athletes like we were talking about, where it was kind of handed to them and like, oh, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's not. And you got to feed your family. You know, you got mortgages to pay and all that other stuff. You better have that. You better have that edge. Oh, I mean, you know, we, we, we shall see in the future what's going to happen. But 
now it's going to be the guys that just going to go out there and grind to, to put the food on the table for your family because it's not going to be, you know, as easy as it was two months ago, yeah. you know, you know, as everything was so accessible and, and it's going to change. I mean, this yeah. coronavirus is going to change the way we live. Now it's just going to now we got to adapt and figure it out. But again, it goes to being adaptable, you know. Yep. And competitive. Yep. So what do you got, Andrew? You guys took everything. I didn't have to say anything the whole podcast. It's like, geez. <laughs> do you want to say something? <clears throat> no. Not now. Not now? Not now. No. We took We We took everything. We got everything I was going to say. You guys see, said that. Two New Yorkers it. eat the week. No, uh, uh, not week. <laughs> Look at my calves. Yeah, that's right. Look at that tool. <laughs> that that one tool. It's amazing. Well, Ray, appreciate you, man. That was a, that was a, uh, that was a fun podcast. Yeah, that, that was a good one. So, and Andrew, always, you're the man setting all this up and I know. taking care of us. We show up at when the switch says I on. I didn't even know it was on. When it, it goes on, when it goes on air. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you threw the headset on. Yeah. You say you're here at 10. Uh, you know, we need to put a green light to yeah, let us know that it's on. And, uh, I mean, we'll have that in the new studio. Yeah, we're going to have a new studio. Oh. That's another, you know, that's a whole, we'll do that on the uh, on the Mevo here. But uh, the rumor mill is just, it's pathetic. Oh, I mean, everybody's got a story about everything. It's, really? It's, oh, it's it's just it's it's crazy. But you know, it's what we live in. You know, it, it, it's fun. Everybody knows better than everybody else. but, oh, but nobody goes to the source. Well, that goes back to where you know we yeah. we started out with with yeah. uh, Jeff with with Jeff and you know all the guys that he's going going yeah. against. You know, I mean. This guy played in the big leagues. That's where yeah. we all would love to be. Where you this guys... guy played in the big leagues and shouldn't have played in the big leagues. When you're a thirtieth round pick and you're five oh, yeah. nine hundred eighty pounds, you know, and you get to the big leagues in four years, come on. He yeah. dropped names. He dropped names of probably like ten Hall of Famers. Just sure, now. you know. What I mean, yeah. it's like unbelievable. Forgot mine, but it's all right. But you know, a guy that uh, you know, a guy that's you know teaching hidden lessons in jeans. You know, yeah. what I mean, could definitely. Sure. Uh, hey, no, no yeah. knocking the guys that's doing it in jeans, but hey. hey, if you got the knowledge, wear whatever you want to want. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. You know, if, you don't, if you don't, you know. But all right, everybody. Well, we appreciate. It. I don't even know what podcast number that was. Uh, Forty or eighty-seven. I was about to say forty-seven. He's got dyslexia. dyslexia yeah, 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 yeah. So, yep. You know. All right, man. Well, thank you, everybody, and and we will do this again next week. Peace out. Yeah.